two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Here we are, buddy. Here, here we are. We, th- we're once again here, uh, sitting down to record. Had had a little bit of excitement uh, happen right before we started recording, but you know, we've been, Mark, we've been doing this for a full year. Yeah. And that's because because I remember very early on this. This was only like two months in or something like that. You were telling me that 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 you saw this statistic that uh, uh, half of all new podcasts uh, wash out; they fail before their eighth episode. And reaching that eighth episode seemed like a huge milestone. Uh, and we were going, and then because you looked this up, this was in April. We reached another huge milestone, and we got mm-hmm. 500 downloads. And then I I feel like you need to tell. Our listeners what happened just out just hours before sitting down and recording this episode yeah at like literally the zero hour two minutes to midnight of this we uh we were watching our downloads like a hawk all day today and then it was mm-hmm. what about 11 my time one o'clock your time mm-hmm. uh we all morning long i woke up this morning and checked it and we were at like 995 and i was like all right cool and even you had been joking like i bet we crack a thousand before we record and then um I got into work this morning at 6, and it was like 9.98, and I was like, oh shit. And then I screenshotted it at 9.99, and then I watched it. And then I watched it. Yeah. And then, all at once, um, it blew up. Uh, we broke 1,000 downloads on our, I guess you'd call it our birthday. Yeah, this uh, yeah. is close, yeah, as, as close as it is. Uh, th- which, again, like, we were also kind of joking about this before we started. Like, in the made-for-TV movie what's in your wizard's chalice the two wizards podcast story um no like you couldn't script that like you couldn't script that the day that we sit down to record our one year anniversary episode we also hit a thousand downloads yeah. and well and also just in case for any of you like uh, uh doubting thomas's like we we didn't inflate our numbers we weren't uh sitting there like hitting download a whole bunch of times not our not our significant others not our families this is no true truly like a like a, an, an organic natural 1000 download and totally grassroots like yeah i mean i'd even say maybe maybe between you and i listening if we both did it like that's still putting us at what a th- uh, at 900 downloads anyway like it's insane like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just yeah. that's us like it's and even now, for, like for, for no advertisement, for no backing, for just I think you tweeted it. Two dudes across the country from each other, yeah, um, <laughs> fucking with USB mics, yeah, they're doing this, like, yeah. yeah. And so I, and so we, we, we knew that this anniversary episode was going to be special. That's that's even kind of why we planned out our homebrew episode was to give us enough time to brew our own beer to celebrate. So we knew that this was going to be a special day, but I guess we didn't realize quite how special of a day it was going to be so i guess with that welcome once again everybody it's great to have you here on the two wizards podcast returning listeners veteran listeners if you're that dude that's been with us since day one let us know tell us we'll buy you a beer 
Uh, and if you're and, the dude listening to comedy on repeat, well, yeah. let us know. We'll yeah. buy you a beer. Yeah, exactly. Right. Jeez. Um, but yes, welcome to the Two Wizards podcast. And I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am also a wizard. And I told you already before we even started recording, I am weirdly emotional in the best way possible. But right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it is. Man. Two wizards. We've been doing it for a year. Here we are. I guess we would. I guess you can say that we've got like what, fifty-four canonical podcasts, not counting the summer cinema series commentary mm-hmm. track, and I count the Halloween episodes because you know, frankly, we had some solid bits in there that I think should be yeah. canon. They're like it's like filler anime. You still learn something, but right. Yeah, but we shit, should... man. Like, haven't missed a week one time. I think one time in February we had to do a little bit of like. But uh, even then, like that? planning magic, and yeah. because I was going, I was on my like anniversary with my Mrs. Wizard, and yeah, we just we recorded still... like two episodes back to back, and that was it. Like, yeah, we still planned ahead. We 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 didn't just like uh, say ah, good enough, because 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 we care that much about about the show. We care that much about each other. We care about we care that much about you, the listeners. Yeah, and as far as like how many episodes and by when, like we'll we'll leave that for the historians to argue over like yeah. some some grad student in 21 27 is going to be sitting down at his or her or their or zier's first academic conference and say i'm presenting my research about the two wizards podcast and i disagree with the honorable professor Lich de Boeuf, uh because there's actually 55 episodes and they'll say heresy and throw them, throw them out. But, um, but, but yeah. So I, I believe that there are there are recordings that we have not yet found. <laughs> Which actually, listeners, there are. Maybe, maybe they'll see the light of day. Maybe they'll get published. Maybe not. Because where is the Gershon finale arc? What happened to him? He existed. Where did he come from? And then he just disappeared. <laughs> So 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 we'll the just podcast have to see. fossil record shows evidence of yeah. a Gershon. It should be there, damn it. <laughs> Where is the missing Gershon? There's a there's a transitional Gershon episode that's somewhere out there. I just know it. Uh, but uh, but yes, and so I guess I guess also uh, like I was saying too to mark this very special anniversary episode, uh, we also have some some special things in our wizards chalices with us and. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess, it, and this was this was from our homebrewing episode. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. This is um, a little beer that I put together using a northern brewing uh, a recipe kit. Uh, I don't think they out and out say it's a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale clone, but they're calling it the Sierra Madre Pale Ale. So I mean that that has to be it, right? Yeah. Um, except it looked really dark. Like I went and Googled what. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale looked like, and it is. It's like that kind of coppery, uh, reddish blonde, and mine looks just straight up like a porter, which is fine. I'm not. I'm not upset about that. So I have, well, I, I have one bomber, which is 22 ounces. I have one of these sitting right next to me. I got another one still keeping cold in the fridge, uh, and so we'll see if I crack open that second one too. All right. And I have the um, Northwest Brewing's uh, their Irish Red. Um, I listeners, I opened it off mic because I was wary. I, I opened it off mic and literally I lost like uh, three quarters of the first beer. And then so I opened a second one in my kitchen and cut the hell out of my finger. So not only have I made my own wizard's goblet, 
I have also sacrificed blood for my own wizard's goblet. So yeah, you you have a fuck like spe- it's a very special Irish red. I guess yeah, it's just no, I a guess little bit is. of Greek red in it. Yeah, yeah, uh, bringing a whole new meaning to to red beer, and it's a and it's a red ale. It, it, the circles have aligned. The the unfathomable uh, tetrahedrons are calling at us, and shattering uh glass and making us bleed so uh but but anyway so so yeah i i I know you got yours all set i'm gonna just kind of open up mine here yeah okay there's that no that didn't sound like an explosion at all i'm kind of sad not sad just whatever yeah no right it it would it would be maybe more thematically fitting if i also cut myself but uh, but we'll see here so uh so mark a very special here's anya cheers buddy Mm. Huh. What do you think? I don't know. I know what an Irish red ale should taste like, and this doesn't <laughs> taste like that. Okay. Okay. For exploding all over the place, it's oddly flat. You're right. Yeah. Well, maybe because all, all but the there's extra still stuff. like there's still like bubbles coming up off the bottom though, so it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what this tastes like, Josh. <laughs> okay. Fair. I fair don't enough. hate it. It's, yeah. it's not fucking Grapefruit Rattler, which, by the way, listeners, <laughs> two months later, still is living in my fridge. Still in the fridge. Um, yeah, I don't, it's not bad. It's, honestly, it's better than I thought it was going to be. And right. and that, that in of itself, gold star shining endorsement, Northwestern Brewing, y'all did it. Thanks for your help, guys. Yeah. yeah. Look for my follow-up pumpkin ale that I'm, now I'm going to buy it because I didn't, I wasn't going to spend more money until I figured out how this one came out. Right, and like if I was cryptically bad at home brewing, I didn't want <laughs> well, to double down. But and it is, it's it, it's the same concept of um, like the first pancake always looks weird. The first time you make sweet love, that is always weird too. <laughs> That's not well, your best. Oddly enough, oddly enough, the first time I made sweet love, it kind of exploded like that first thing out of the <laughs> gate. So yeah, it's kind of you know sunrise sunset. And so and so it is. It, it you just gotta you just gotta keep at it. You just gotta jump right back in there. And and yes, also uh, this may be. We'll see. And and listeners, please give us th- this feedback. If you enjoy the homebrew episodes, maybe this will be a regular or a semi-regular thing too. Maybe we'll make our own uh, homebrews uh, three or four times a year and try to link them up. Because yes, I think. Uh, uh, Mark has been on record for many episodes that he loves pumpkin beer. We're getting all sorts of like, hey, here's our new pumpkin beer uh, uh, kit. And so odds are very, very likely that we will be making pumpkin beer in the very near future. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and then mine at least, it's, uh, yeah, again, it, I, I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't taste exactly like a Sierra Nevada, Nevada, if that is what they're going for. Um, mine is a little, um, like it, it's hoppy, which is fine, but also like still, like maybe I kept the hops in a little too long. Maybe I boiled them a little too long. Um, but, but, but again, still drinkable and cold and, uh, uh, Northern Brewery, uh, good, good, good job prepping these kits, kits and getting them out to us. Cause yeah, I we we made this, Mark. We made these. We made this. We the did the stuff this. that we're drinking. Like, we made. 
Yeah. And also, just for posterity's sake, I had a PBR on deck in case this one was too rugged. Oh, smart. Well, well, yeah. But, also, I don't think I could sneakily open another one of these off mic. (laughs) Right. Yeah, maybe... I I think that's totally fine for your first go around to yeah to have to have something in in your uh, uh, backup just to just to get us through this episode. So, uh, but and well, and I guess speaking of what what do we want to talk about? What's our what's our topic? What's our theme? What's our subject for this very special one year anniversary episode? Well, um, our our inaugural episode all that time ago, one year ago this time was uh, was it we try that again. You, um, we you brought up and then we discussed uh, Sophocles' poem, The Ode to Man, mm-hmm. and I kind of got to thinking like, let's we should bring it back around. We we should we should re-examine the Ode to Man, but then like look at look at man, look at us, look at us now, and. Right now, we'll get this out of the way. When we're saying man, we mean humanity, mankind, yes. the species, us. This yeah. is owed to man. This is owed to women. This is owed to children. This is owed to everything in between, anything that you could want to be. Yeah. If you are upright, bipedal, and don't have feathers, you're a naked chicken or you're a man. <laughs> yeah. But this is what we're going to do today. It's going to be kind of like, I guess you could call it a shotgun of like, yeah. we're going to do the sort of good, the bad, and the ugly of humanity mm-hmm. in very broad strokes and very short strokes. We're probably going to miss a lot of stuff, but there's too much of us, you know, we've been around yeah. for 1.8 million years. There's too much for us to, you know, encompass in a one and a half hour episode. But yeah, so today we're going to do, like I say, the good, the bad, and the ugly of humanity as a whole, mm-hmm. what we're good at, what we're bad at, and we're good at being bad too. And that's, that's fine, yeah, I guess, that is true. maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the best place to start with this is Josh. Let's just let's just read the Ode to Man real quick. It's a short poem. It's by Sophocles. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best way to set the stage for this. It absolutely is, and uh, and yeah, and, and so this is this is from a Greek tragedy that he wrote uh, called Antigone, and this is this is one of the choral odes. This is one of the parts where like the chorus of twelve to fifteen uh, people would kind of like get up and. Uh, it's sort of sing and dance around in this dancing place called called the orchestra, and uh, and, and and often this section is sort of taken out of the context of the tragedy and presented as its own standalone poem, which is great, which is fine, mm-hmm. uh, and it's wonderful. And uh, so yeah, I think we'll read it. We'll read it. Uh, I'll maybe have one or two kind of comments uh, to reiterate because, as you said, this was also the topic of our first episode, and. Honestly, uh, owed to us for doing this podcast thing. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I guess uh, I think we have the same version pulled up. We have it kind of marked up here, uh, and so we'll just kind of trade off little sections and go back and yeah. forth. Um, would you like to start? Would you like me to start? Why don't you start it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, everybody, if you're following along with your own version of the Antigone, this uh, this uh, choral section starts at line. 332. And uh, this is the translation by Sir Richard Jebb all the way back in 1891. Uh, And it it goes a little something like this. Wonders are many, and none is more wonderful than man. This power spans the sea, even when it surges white before the gales of the south wind, and makes a path under swells that threaten to engulf him. Earth, too, the eldest of the gods, the immortal, the unwearied. He wears a way to his own ends, turning the soil with the offspring of horses as the plows weave to and fro 
year after year. The lighthearted tribe of birds, the clans of wild beasts, and the sea brood of the deep he snares in the meshes of his twisted nets. And he leads them captive, very skilled man. He masters by his arts the best or the beast who dwells in the wilds and roams the hills. He tames the shaggy mane horse, putting his yoke upon its neck, and tames the tireless mountain bull. Speech and thought fast as the wind, and the moods that give order to a city, he has taught himself and how to flee the arrows of the inhospitable frost under clear skies and the arrows of the storming rain. He has resource for everything. Lacking resource in nothing, he strives towards what must come. From death alone, he shall procure no escape, but from baffling diseases, he has devised flights. Possessing resourceful skills, a subtlety beyond expectation, he moves now to evil, now to good. When he honors the laws of the land and the justice of the gods to which he is bound by oath, his city prospers. But banned from his city is he, thanks to his rashness, couples with disgrace. Never may he share my home. Never think my thoughts who does these things. So there it is. That's the... There it is, yeah. That's, that's the old man. And so, uh, again, as a reminder, and just a couple other things. Uh, well, one, you already uh, rightly pointed out that by when we say man... Uh, it's not a gendered thing. The Greek word uh, used here is anthropos, which just means like human. That's just a human being. Um, mm -hmm. So this isn't like a sexist thing. It's not a chauvinistic thing. It's, it's saying like, look at all the amazing things that humans do. So I think that's one thing uh, worth repeating. Uh, well, and the other part that uh, this choral ode, this choral passage is famous for or infamous for is uh, in the Greek, it starts off palatadena, uh, 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 and this word dena, it, 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 it's kind of hard to get it into English because uh, Jeb says wonder or wonderful, but it, and it is also meaning like kind of awe inspiring, like it inspires awe, it inspires like kind of like, oh, even like almost like 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 fear in some instances it has like shades of, of inspiring fear and uh so it, it's hard to kind of sum up with one neat and tidy english word uh but then once i got on twitter be, from from this two wizards thing and i've been like uh palling around with a bunch of uh academic classicists and all that and they of course love all sorts of memes on like greek tragedy and words and stuff um but this one uh professor mentioned that the word that he thinks probably best gets to the meaning of Dana in English is formidable. Mm. And, and, and as the ode goes on to say, like sometimes humans move to evil, sometimes to good. I think formidable does kind of capture that. Like yeah. it's just, it's just hard to contend with. It kind of inspires both awe and dread and terror but also great things and so yeah maybe maybe a more modern translation one that isn't um 130 years old <laughs> <laughs> maybe it might have something like um there are many formidable things there there uh, uh maybe something like much is formidable but none is more formidable than man maybe something like that so uh 
this is this also kind of became like one of our first kind of memes or first kind of in jokes that we would always say. Like I remember talking about pizza, and we said that pizza Tadena. Pizza Tadena, and then we said bacon Tadena at one point. Um, oh, what say, for a minute there is two hobbits Tadena. Like. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and so and so it is. And so I I think not only does uh, the Ode to Man kind of hold a special place for being our first episode and even kind of guiding a lot of the topics that we covered this last year. Uh, but it is in a really it, weird way. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and and it also I I mean I kind of I resonate with a lot of uh this 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 poem this this sort of section it's sort of like a personal creed for me uh and i guess if i ever were to get a tattoo maybe i get one that says pola tadena kuden anthropu denotron pele because that's the greek <laughs> Do it. yeah or we just get like matching two wizards tattoos see they, there we go and like on our t-shirts we're, we're i also know we joked about getting merch out but damn it now that we got a thousand downloads, you're goddamn right. We're gonna investigate getting some merch going. <laughs> we're coming for you, T Public. Come for you. <laughs> but put uh, in the put in the code two wizards for yeah ten percent off. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, yeah and, and and I think Mark we we we, we did like you're saying they this this last year has seen not only the two wizards podcast but it's seen. I, I think what you could say a lot of Tadena, like a lot of terrible things this last year, but then again, a lot of really great things, a lot of kind of inspiring things. And I, I, I do think it's fitting to sort of talk about some of those and, and, and yeah, do a, the, 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 this isn't like a deep dive, like we did on like mermaids or uh, unicorns. No, like this is just going to be a very kind of survey surface level. Hey, these are cool things. And if, they interest you uh go check them out some more don't 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 take our word for it don't take our word for it but look into them and yeah so do you want to do this do you want to do human accomplishment first or the wonders first which one do you think well what if we do the wonders first since that is let's do that yeah yeah, that's how i have my notes blocked out but yeah yeah well i was kind of trying to parallel this to like sort of the poem a little bit but then at the same Mm -hmm. time like I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not going to give, like, an amateur lesson on animal husbandry. That's stupid. At this time, we think we domesticated the horse. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, right, right. Uh, well, well, and often, Dana is translated as wonders, which people can get pedantic and present at academic conferences about that. But if, the, if it starts off, wonders are many, uh, none is more wonderful than man. Well, let's talk about, very briefly... Uh, the Seven Wonders of the Ancient World. And, Some cool uh, shit we did way back when. Way back when. And again, as I was refreshing my memory and kind of pulling up some stuff, again, just sort of like, I, I feel like we do say this all the time, whether it's about homebrewing or, or, or with our fishing episode. We said this a lot with fishing too. Like, holy shit, like humans can do crazy cool things when we're not yeah. uh, actively trying to like kill each other. Uh we do cool shit when we're trying to kill each other too, but, and like, we do cool shit when we're trying to. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So we. So I'm. I'm honestly just going off the Wikipedia page. Uh, if you look up Seven Wonders of the Ancient World, I'll just kind of go go through them very quickly. Uh, and so, what what these are? Are these are seven uh, buildings or monuments or whatever? Sometimes there's 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 still seven, but one gets swapped out. 
but uh, of course, how we have this, how we have this all written down, is thanks to the Greeks, and so um, and so uh, I remember in our travel episode talking about like the fourth century, third century BCE was when uh, people really started to travel around the Mediterranean and kind of write about what they saw and what they did. And, and so they were like travel logs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's how the, this first kind of list of the seven ancient, or the, the seven wonders of the ancient world uh, got, got kind of recorded. Um, and so uh, they, we, we have a couple of different uh, lists. One of them uh, was made by Diodorus Siculus. Uh, uh, and another one, uh, Antipater of Sidon, who lived around uh, 100 BCE, gave a similar list of like seven wonders, uh, but he flipped one out. Uh, Antipater wrote that the walls of Babylon should be included in this list, and he uh, excluded the lighthouse at Alexandria. So, okay. in your face, lighthouse of Alexandria, what do you, what do you think? You're cool. You think you're cool there just because you're you're a lighthouse? You're not some walls? What are you, a nerd? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it also can't all be Greek shit, too. Like, it, well, 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 and, and, or and I guess truly, you call it, like, Greek brand. I feel like for a minute there, Greece kind of became, like, what? Like, the Disney plus of everything? And just yeah, all right. of a sudden, whoops, all Greek guys? Yeah. It, well, you know and, what I mean? Like... And because they have all these like colonies around the Mediterranean, and after Alexander yeah, that's, did yeah, his that's what thing. I mean. Like they just yeah. kind of franchised out and went nuts, and yeah, like yeah, and, and and after Alexander went around and said like, ah, this sounds like a this this looks like a good place to start a city. I'll name it after me, and he did that like thirty times. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, and so uh, I guess just sort of in order of roughly when we believe these uh, were first built, uh, and. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the oldest uh, construction on this list is also the one that is still actually standing. And that is, of course, the Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was built roughly 200, excuse me, 2,500 years BCE. God, five thousand almost years. Fucking a. And granted, like there was the exterior, the facade with the more nicely polished uh, uh, limestone or whatever it is, but still, it's still there. It's still there. Almost, yeah, more than four thousand years ago. So that's that's just crazy. You can you can go there. You can go there. You can you can look at this thing. Yeah, like. And uh, touch it. You can go there and touch it. So that so that's wild. Um, so, uh, then the next one uh, it, it was built around 600 BCE, so about 3,000 years ago, um, uh, and, and that is the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Uh, and we think that this one, unfortunately, uh, was destroyed sometime around the first century CE. So you know, 700 years. That's a pretty good run. That's a pretty good run. It's older than America. Like, yeah. that's kind of how I gauge this shit is like, well, how old is it? You know? Yeah. Or yeah. how long did it last? And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that. It, 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 when you like look at a timeline and really try to like 
put the numbers together and like piece it out. It's it, it does. You you're just you 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 truly think like, holy crap, uh, wonders are many because we built them. And what's even more wonderful than the buildings is the people who built them, and that and that was humans. So. Yeah. Um, uh, number three on the list is the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus, and this was built. Well, this was actually kind of interesting. So, uh, first built in 550 BCE, uh, actually burnt down. Uh, was the victim of an act of arson by Herostratus uh, or Herostratus, probably. Uh, it was rebuilt though in 323 BCE. And then in 262 AD, uh, the Goths came and sacked it and um, tore it down again. So this one actually has like a double a double life. It uh, it got started, then it went away, then it came back again, like 20 years later. So, uh, so yeah, Temple fucking of they were just rebooting wonders in the ancient world too. Exactly right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Cancel reboots. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next on our list, and this is also, it's, it's just so interesting to me because, you know, I'm specializing in uh, a Greek tragedy, which is like the 5th century, like 450, 440, 430 BCE. This was built around that time. So the Temple of Zeus at Olympia was built in four, from, from 466 to 456 BCE. Uh, and then the statue, apparently there was this badass statue of Zeus within the temple, and that was completed in 435 BCE uh, by Phidias. And uh, that lasted up until about the 5th or 6th century AD. So again, probably like 800, 900 years, something like that. Damn. This was apparently disassembled and uh, put back together uh, in Constantinople. Uh, and so when the Roman Empire came about and, you know, sort of the Western Empire and an Eastern Empire, when those are starting to split up, everybody's like, well, hey, let's move this shit over to Constantinople because we don't want to have what happened with, with the Temple of Artemis there, right? Um, but then it was destroyed by a fire later. So <laughs> so it, did, it, it didn't really work. It didn't really work out anyway. Uh, rounding out the last couple here, we have the mausoleum at Halicarnassus in uh, 351 BCE. Uh, and that lasted all the way until sometime in like the Middle Ages, anywhere between the twelfth, oh, the twelfth and fifteenth century AD. So this is the, this is like the second longest lived um, wonder after the one that's still here, the Great Pyramids. Uh, so yeah, that's like anywhere between fourteen to seventeen hundred years, something like that. Uh, that was destroyed by a series of earthquakes. Uh, second to last, we have the Colossus of Rhodes between 929 and 280 uh, BC. Uh, and that was that one lasted like a pretty good time. It was mostly destroyed in an earthquake in 226 BCE, though. So really, that's maybe one of the like shortest lasting ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there were maybe still some pieces of it that survived that were around. Um, but yeah, just for fun, what's the Colossus of Rhodes? Because okay, yeah, so the so so Rhodes was this kind of a, a harbor city, and the Colossus was a, was a statue of this big dude that maybe held a torch, maybe like an actual like burning torch, maybe he was just maybe he was just like waving, 
Um, but it was a statue of the sun god Helios um, that would like welcome ships into the city, welcome ships in a harbor. And uh, it says that estimates to its height were close to 108 feet, which is about the height of the modern Statue of Liberty. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, definitely the tallest uh, statue in the ancient world. And yeah, when when the Statue of Liberty was built in, uh, uh, well, it says that it was dedicated 1886. You, you think the Statue of Liberty is like, oh man, that, that's such a crowning achievement. That must take incredible work to, you know, figure out the engineering so it doesn't just like collapse in on itself all that weight. Like, no, like dudes were doing that uh, 2000 years earlier. And it just so happened that there were some earthquakes that, that toppled it over. <laughs> So, fuck Napoleon. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, and then the last one, I mentioned it before, the, the last one, the most recent, uh, built sometime around 280 BCE, is the Lighthouse of Alexandria. Uh, and that is what looks to be maybe the third longest, either the second or third, because again, we don't have precise dates. Right. Uh, but this lasted up until about uh, 1303 CE. Uh, when apparently there was, again, another big earthquake that um, kind of toppled that over. So roughly 1,500 years, something like that. Uh, and God damn, that's insane to me. 1,500 yeah, years. 1,500 like... years. And, and so, so, yeah, you had your kind of ones that were maybe flashing the pans, like the Colossus of Rhodes, because, yeah, it's an impressive statue, but it also kind of makes sense if it unfortunately... You know, it just so happened that there's an earthquake and that kind of toppled over. Uh, Temple of Artemis, this motherfucker, Herostratus, had to go and burn it down. Then they kind of rebuilt. So, but still, like, yeah, that, like, you look at a building right now, because I'm in Columbus, there are some parts of the city that are pretty beat up, pretty worn down. Um, and yeah, you think, like, oh no, brick and mortar and modern engineering and all this stuff. But no, like, like, give it 50 years without maintenance and that shit's falling over and here's yeah, and here's absolutely. shit that stayed around for centuries if not millennia it's 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 unreal it's just unreal it, it really is and you, you already hit it but like god the pyramids just just stick with me you know yeah and like, and they're still they're, they're still like monstrous like yeah and and that's probably why that's probably that probably helps them um like if it's just a mass of stone that not like no earthquake's gonna like mess with that um, too big to fail like. yeah right yeah yeah truly uh and so yeah this is uh roughly 480 feet 450 feet tall um uh it has a volume of 92 million cubic feet i somebody who knows that density of uh limestone and granite can figure out how much that weighs but um yeah fucking heavy as shit heavy granite is so shit. heavy yeah and so yeah it's just <laughs> it's just gonna be there like forever yeah pretty much forever yeah unreal anyway so so yeah so so quickly that was the that was the seven wonders of the ancient world so yeah uh right on uh, so, so yeah, Mark, what do you what do you have next uh, for us to kind of ponder, consider? 
Well, as we were kind of talking about this in in our uh, in the or as we're kind of going over the outline and stuff, I kind of wanted to skew you more towards the positive and me towards the negative because I really think, oh, okay. if nothing else, that is what Two Wizards is. Yep. Is you're always like the consummate positive, and I'm always the consummate negative. Sometimes we'll switch roles, mm-hmm. but you know, like you always tend to take a brighter outlook on stuff. But so I really got to thinking, what's the best way that mankind, as a whole, can could really just fuck up the world and do whatever it wants to it. And the answer isn't fracking, because that's going to do it eventually. Right. But that one's almost too easy. I just want to talk about dams for a minute. I, I, I went down into this weird rabbit hole. I was trying to think of, like, our modern marvels, our things that we have done that is so impressive, and really the best way to, to, to fly in the face of nature and creation and the beauty of the natural world is dams. Mm. You dam up a river, you are controlling... Not only just the landscape downstream, like you're gonna you're gonna alter that entire fucking thing. Like yeah. you're gonna ruin that forever, not forever, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna take matters into your own hands. You can literally stop a river, and then, especially with like modern man, you're gonna kick that river in the nuts and use it for power too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love it. You like not only stop nature and say no, no, none of this fucking majesty and beauty. This is ours now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you're also just gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna use this water however I want. Like. We're gonna control floods with it. We're gonna we're gonna power our city with it. So here's a couple insane dams, because dams are weird. And I know this seems like a cop out, but but bear with me. The world's largest dam currently is a thing called Nurek Dam in Tajikistan. Okay. It's uh the the dam wall is 980 feet high, and 2,300 feet long. Holy cow. Right. Fucking monstrous. That is so. so uh, the re- wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, the reservoir is thirty-nine square miles, which pretty solid size until we get into some of the other ones down the line. Mm-hmm. But it's. Uh, I don't know. I, it's. Uh, it was built by the Soviets from nineteen sixty-one to nineteen eighty. Wow. Uh, it contains a hydroelectric plant that is responsible for ninety-eight percent of Tajikistan's energy needs. And granted, Tajikistan is not that big, but it's got 9.5 million people in it. Yeah, still, man. That's... Like, that's insane to me. Like, 9.5 million people, figure what? The 2% of that they're not getting is still 9.3 million people. Right. Or, or their energy needs are met by this one single dam. And here's where it gets a little shitty. 5,000 people were displaced by its creation when the Soviets were building it. Because that's one of those cool things about the Soviets. They did not give a good goddamn. Human life does not count. We're a bulldozer of progress. You will move or be swept under it. Right. Yeah. They just would throw lives at a thing until it was finished. Or until they eventually said, like, "Eh, maybe not after all. And then they just would go on to something else. (laughs) Oh, sorry, buddy. Still going to the camps. Yeah. Oh, too bad. (laughs) Sorry, you didn't read enough Lenin. Yeah. No, you read too much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so moving swiftly on from there, mm-hmm. the next one I want to look at, and again, just snapshots of these things. Cause sure. Sure. I also don't know how dams work. I learned a lot about dams this week. It's kind of weird. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, next is the Hoover Dam. You know it. You love it. Uh, it was built from 1931 to 1936 using that uh, Get America Back to Work program that Roosevelt pioneered with the uh, um, trying to get us out of the Great Depression. And, hey, spoilers, it worked. Come to find out when you just make jobs and say, hey, go to work, asshole, people go to work, (laughs) allegedly. I'm kind of waiting for the, like, rebound of COVID when everyone, like, 
has to go back to work. It's like, oh, yeah, right. You mean, oh, yeah. but who knows? Maybe the U.S. will get like a new cool like work project, uh, a new like WPO or something, and like I'm just revitalize everything. And if nothing else, right now we're, we're projected to be uh, uh, 2035 is the year that we will be able to stop using fossil fuel burning vehicles. I say fuck that. Get a new WPO on. We're we're doing whoops all wind turbines and whoops yeah. all electrical cars. Let's just see what we could do. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But so anyway, it was built from thirty one to thirty six. It killed a hundred people in its construction, which mm. isn't cool. But the very first death was recorded uh, before the dam even started. A guy was looking. The guy who was responsible for the project was scouting a location and died in a flash flood. Ooh, wow. Kind of. That's a that's a bummer. Then, even then, I really like to think that like they got that report back in Washington, and like Roosevelt like takes off his glasses and just kind of like, that's it, we're yeah. stopping this fucking river. Yeah. <laughs> like now nope. it's now it's personal. Now you know? it's personal. Yeah, because that dude, um, like, uh, uh, like I won't say that he was like his like brother-in-law or something. It's like no, nah, that 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 surveyor who got swept away, he gave fdr like a like a like a stick of gum one day or something he's like i will always remember this man john john chewing gum <laughs> and he's like john chewing gum john 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 chewing gum and when the depression hits and like john comes up he's like mr president i just i just i just know that you'll guide our country through something like this and fdr's like you know john that one day my mouth was feeling really dry you gave me a piece of chewing gum. I'll never forget that. In fact, there's this new thing I got going on here. We're trying to build a dam. Why don't you go uh, do some survey? And, and so he feels personally ah! responsible for, uh, for, for, for for killing John Chewing Gum. It's like, all right, fucking... Because that's the Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah sorry. It dams, the Col- or it, yeah, it dams the Colorado River. Um, yeah. And then it empties out into Lake Mead. Lake Mead <laughs> is huge. They, I guess... As I understand it, we dug Lake Mead, and that's yeah. 247 square miles. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a man-made lake or like a man-designed uh, lake or something like that. Yeah, and it's enormous. It's fucking enormous. And my best context for this is not to totally go back to Fallout already, but Lake Mead, you go get the uh, uh, mm-hmm. sunken uh, bomber out of it and give it to the boomers. Yeah. Well, or you and, can give it to the boomers, but yeah. Well, yeah, and and um, uh, yeah, uh, the the battle for Hoover Dam that that, that that's a big that, that's a big uh, yeah that's like the point. climax of the game and yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on there. It gives power to California, Arizona, and Nevada, but it doesn't really seem like it does that much. Other than I don't know, it's weird. It controls water distribution. But then somehow it only works if there's a certain amount of water inside of Mead, which doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. But they were even looking at now in like 2017 of a way to use like wind and I want to say solar energy to re-divert water back out of Mead, 20 miles back up into the dam to re-just run it. Whoa. So it's almost like a perpetual motion water machine, but not quite. Hmm. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. But again, I don't know a lot about how this stuff works. It's just... It's cool. Like, again, we, we, we as humans, we are shaping the land. We are changing it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, it's insane. Like, yeah, just the, 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 the amount of concrete that they had to pour. And I was reading about, like, I guess concrete gets really scary sometimes because 
uh, as it, it you know because it can heat up and so it'll expand but then as it cools down it that's what it's going to be like it's truest size mm-hmm. so to compensate for that they would pour the concrete and stick these bore tubes in it with cold water and then they had a refrigeration like they had a refrigeration i guess it was a giant refrigerator that just ran that cycled ice cold water through these things and then it would go through these bore tubes cool off the concrete completely and then they fill it up it's nuts. Like, Interesting. Okay. Truly, yeah. truly a wonder of engineering in the 1930s, and it still is. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, I. I. Uh, the. The handful of times I, I think I mentioned that a handful of times that I've that I've been to Vegas, um, I've 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 always wanted to not necessarily do like the full official tour, but but I'd at least like drive by. Because uh, yeah, that's that's just crazy, man. It's crazy that there's a yeah. Well, and uh, also kind of fun fact. So our uh, uh, football stadium here at Ohio State, um, I, I forget the official name, but it's in kind of like a horseshoe shape. And so people call it the shoe. And mm-hmm. up until before the completion of the Hoover Dam, this football stadium was the largest um, concrete structure in the United States. Uh, and that's also, and again, like still like, Hoover Dam puts it to shame because it's Hoover goddamn dam. But still, like, it's just a massive hunk of concrete. And then you think, like, oh, yeah, and then Hoover Dam's got nothing on that. So, Yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy. But yeah. I got one more insane one. And this one is – this one's fucking nuts, Josh. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. It's not the biggest or the baddest. It kind of is. I don't know. But this is the Three Gorges Dam. It's oh, in a yeah. Chile, China. Yeah, they built it from 1994 to 2003. Uh, the dam wall itself is 594 feet high, but then it spans 7,661 feet. That's so... Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Yeah, and we're talking all that good shit about, oh, yeah, Lake Mead is 247 square miles. Uh, Three Gorges Dam's reservoir is 419 square miles. That's... So it also has a massive hydroelectric plant in it. And here's where it gets weird. And part of me thinks like, oh, well, this is stupid. doesn't count for anything. It only makes up 1.7% of China's energy needs. And most of that goes to Shanghai. But then you think about how big and densely populated China is. Now nah, that makes perfect sense. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Holy but cow, most man. importantly, like the biggest, the biggest part of this deal or the most important part of this is the Yangtze river floods every year. And, Every 10 years, it does a thing called a super flood. Okay. And it's really, really bad. And this dam allows for the control of that flooding. And it, it mitigates it almost entirely. Wow. But, See, like, it was so bad. In 1931, there was a flood that killed 4 million people in China. I was just going to say, like, I... Cause just, I like, remember... take a sec. 4 million fucking people died from a single flood event. Like... That's crazy. <laughs> What is that? Like, yeah, what, is what the that? hell is that? And then you think about it. You could just lose 4 million people to a flood. God, what's up, China, man? Yeah. Like, yeah. What's what's your deal? Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it, oh, my God. Yeah, it, it is. It's just when you think about, like, terms of that scale, it, it, it's just it's just wild, dude. It's just wild. It, it's insane, yeah. Um, It is super controversial. It's built along a really... I guess pretty pretty sizable fault line, mm. and I was reading that literally as soon as it was as soon as it was finished in two thousand and three, 
uh, 80 hairline fractures appeared along the dam wall. But according to damologists or whatever, <laughs> this is totally normal and it's all right. It's it's just the concrete settling a little bit more or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, but it does have some bad things because again, this isn't this is warts and all to right. wizards of demand. Uh, number one, uh, to, it displaced a lot of living people. Mm-hmm. Something the project of this size was colossal and massive, but it was also China in the nineties, and that no one cared. Like, not unlike the Soviet project, they just they they rolled over it. Um, the sedimentary depo- deposition from the Yangtze is getting bound inside of this, I guess, and they have to remove something like twenty cubic tons of soil a year. I don't. It's, it's a ton. Or not Whoa. soil, but like sediment. Yeah, yeah, silt and yeah, oh silt. Thank you. Yeah. Which is a huge deal, and it kind of fucks up the river downstream because now those floodplains aren't getting that nutrient-rich delta soil. Mm -hmm. But if you're mitigating floods and stopping 4 million people from dying, fine. Screw your crops. Like, (laughs) we'll we'll truck it down to you. But and here's where it's going to stick in my – it's stuck in my crown. I bet this sticks in yours. It flooded 1,300 archaeological sites. Yeah, I think – well, look, because that was – relatively recently completed right like wasn't that just like 2000 2003 so eighteen years yeah ago. yeah well and, and even not because because I, I was in high school uh by that point and uh yeah I, I think even then i was hearing some talk about yeah a bunch of uh or, or well or, or you also mentioned displacing like people who are still alive and have probably been living in that area for again probably thousands of years uh yeah that that also kind of sucks that kind of sucks too yeah and it it is but like let me see if i can't find it now i can't find it doesn't matter but it um they they did say and i can give some credit to china because they are good about kind of trying to preserve their cultural heritage oh yeah oh yeah so a lot of these sites were moved up out of the area like they excavated what they could but they didn't there is something called the hanging coffins and it's just um it's coffins that they buried or the people they buried in coffins inside of a mountain like on on like a flat surface face and it was like it wasn't a wonder but it was a cool thing to see and yeah. now that's completely gone it's just it's gone it's underwater yeah and that, that's a bummer but then at the same time too like if nothing else so you're getting all this like uh sedimental discharge and shit like accretion you're gonna bury stuff and that stuff is gonna be preserved and probably not the best preservation because it's probably highly carbonist uh stuff or whatever mm-hmm. but you're going to get at least, at least, at least, while all the world around it kind of gets fucked up by what we're doing to it, this stuff will kind of be preserved a little bit. So, yeah, in 1,500 years, like, maybe, you know, after this dam is broken and all, and we're all dead and gone and the earth has been scoured over and over again, someone will find this stuff and they'll... It, it can be found again. It's, it's waiting to be found again, I guess is my point. I don't know. Yeah, well, and, and there always are trade-offs, right? There's always, like... Uh, Okay, so now we're, we're we've mitigated all this flooding and we're getting electric power out of there, uh, but then we're also preventing the like downstream areas from getting um, refertilized with all the silt and all that. So that kind of it is. It, it, it's truly a a give and a take. You, you have to give up some stuff, but then hopefully get something better in return. Um, yeah. So yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah. So that's dams. Damn it. They're kind of fun. I don't know. But like I said, I, I don't know, because I was thinking about like, well, you know, we done, we've done so much cool stuff. And yeah, we have, but we've done so much cool stuff and it's all old hat. But mm-hmm. it's not every, these are monumental, like, these are, you know, decades long projects. And 
I honestly think this is our closest approximation to like, no, no, go build me the fucking Great Pyramid of Giza. Right. It takes literally all of our engineering know-how. You, you screw one thing up, we're all going to die. Like, right. yeah. And this is us actively shaping our world, saying, no, I don't like the way you're laid out. We're going to divert your We're gonna divert your flow. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Fuck you, Yangtze River. You've only been here since, you know, the creation of the, since your creation, but I, ah, yeah. hang out. Yeah, Getting a little tired of you flooding on me. It's <laughs> a little played out there. A little played out. <laughs> you can't cross the same river twice. Well, you can now with the Yangtze River. Ha ha ha. Love it. Suck it. <laughs> so, Wonders of Man, your ancient wonders, and my odd damn, look at us go. <laughs> I wrote so many damn jokes in my outline. I was like, you cannot do these. No one's going to think it's funny. Stop yeah. jerking yourself off. It'll be so. Have you seen um? Natu- have you seen National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, that that I I know it's dumb, and but when they do the tour, and there's the damn guide giving the damn tour, and keep your damn questions till the end, and all that. And then cousin Eddie goes, "Yeah, where can I get some damn bait?" Like that that always cracks me up. Eddie, Eddie, <laughs> great movie. Patch in the wall with chewing gum. Audrey, give me yeah. Some. <laughs> Rusty, Rusty, come here. Here you go. Now, folks, you may see some water leaking out. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, because because that's the other thing too. Like, I I know I mentioned that I'd like to drive by, maybe go on a tour, but not necessarily. But I would still have that ever-present fear of like, yeah, what if this is when it fails? What if this is when? old uh steve back in 1940 um didn't didn't quite level out this section and it took 80 years before it um all this water pressure finally makes it collapse what what if now's the time (laughs) i don't know but um but but yeah i'll (laughs) i guess in that case i'm just i'm just out of damn luck you're out uh, of damn luck yeah (laughs) Uh, well, I guess I guess we talked about um, so, so yeah, like like the wonders, the wonders. Let's talk uh, about like actual achievements of man, like the physical achievements. Because physical achievements. again, again, I know we're always way too hard for the Greeks. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But yeah, they loved they loved their physicality. They loved athletics. They mm-hmm. loved the the competition. The, yeah, and then just like that, there's that quote about like. You know, it's it's truly a shame of anybody who doesn't develop his body because he doesn't get to see its outcome. You know, he doesn't yeah. get to see what he's capable of. Let's let's talk about how cool we we the singular unit are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, talk and, about some cool and, and shit I think that we've we been had, doing. Well, and, and I think we had the perfect opportunity, uh, albeit a delayed one, but we had the perfect opportunity to see precisely what you were talking about just a few weeks ago. Uh, because the Summer Olympics concluded, uh, that just that 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 started and wrapped up uh, this month, and I, I, I know we were kind of like as it was going on, we were kind of going back and forth, like, well, do we do an Olympics episode? Do we not? It seems like everybody's doing it. Yeah. Uh, but but it seems like maybe now that uh, the closing ceremonies have happened, we've had some time to reflect. I, I think we can talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, and just so we we talked about like measuring 
uh, the 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 awesomeness, the Dana-ness, if you will, of uh, all these all, all these buildings, like how tall they are, how long they've stood around, how much water they can keep back or whatever. Uh, and so in order to uh, keep record of human achievement and human accomplishments, well, we have world records. And uh, y- yeah, it seems like at every Olympics, there's always brand new world records getting sent, uh, uh, set or uh, Olympic records getting set because those are not always necessarily the same thing. Uh, and so I, again, I'm just kind of going off of... Uh, uh, the world and Olympic records set at the 2020 summer uh, at the 2020 Summer Olympics webpage on Wikipedia, and just scrolling down, there's like there's there's like a hundred of them. There's like two hundred of them. It's just it, it's wild. And just when you think like uh, there there was there was the biggest thing. This was back in what was it what like the 1920s 1930s. There was this whole deal about it is not humanly possible for a human being to run a mile in under four minutes and then roger bannister comes along and crushes it and and he was doing that on like a dirt track wearing essentially like oxford dress shoes with fucking little dress nails shoes. like we didn't have like rubber yeah we, fucking, didn't have, we didn't have the we didn't have like the, the speed Brooks, suit like yeah yeah the, the like the like speed suit and uh the 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 composite plastics with carbon fibers no like he was he, he probably did that and then like smoked a cigarette right after you know like that's and and in a lot of ways i i have a lot of admiration for those sort of pioneers in athletics because okay it's it's one thing to uh pole vault you know 20 some feet in the air mm-hmm and land on this nice, you know, like three feet of uh, high density foam. Um, it's another thing to pole vault 16 feet in the air and then land in just a pile of sawdust. Because that's what these motherfuckers were doing. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> it is. It is. And or um, uh, swimming the English Channel in like a bathing suit that will gain like 15 pounds of a water wool bathing and it's like, like yeah wool bathing you know like so i i i love reading those types of stories and 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 going back to them but also just the just what human beings are able to do right now it it blows my mind um and and i won't list i won't go through all 200 of these uh world and olympic records sets no no i got this i'll cue up the we fit music go yeah yeah we fit music go um, but I do want to touch on at least a couple highlights, um, at least before in you get, track and field. Oh, yes. yes before you it. get there, really quick, mm-hmm. you are a national champion for track. I want you to flex your fucking track nuts right now. Okay. so Give so, me your so PRs, I, and I will give you my only track PR. I can okay. run a four, uh, yeah, four, two, 400, right? That's one lap? Mm-hmm. No, 200. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Four, 400 for one lap. I, at my peak probably the lightest I'll ever have been and ever will be in high school. I was like 169. Uh, mm-hmm. I nice. ran in a girls relay race and I did that 469 seconds. That is the fastest I think I can also ever nice. be. Yeah. yeah. No, so also nice. yeah. that's my only like, that's my only track mm-hmm. and field thing. I think the farthest I ever threw was like 22 feet. It's literally nothing. I don't count. Oh, I, I'm okay. a shit athlete, but you, well, but, what's but it your is best? Important. Like, 
Well, yeah, because I want to like scale also, this too, because we're we're still humans, like you know. Yeah, well, and and uh, I think also what you're what you're speaking to is an idea that I've seen floated. This has gone back like a couple of Olympiads, uh, and I think it'd be kind of cool. I'm 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 all for it, but something to the effect of like, uh, for each uh, track race or track event or something like that, um, we should pick just one random person uh, walking the streets of the host city and like, all right, you random person who's never hurdled before in, in, in your life, get in there. Yeah. Uh, and, and just, just to have that comparison. Cause it's one thing to see literally the world's best athletes um, where races are decided by hundredths, if not even thousandths of seconds uh, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, centimeters or, or millimeters sometimes. Um, but yeah, it, so, so these are like the ninety nine point nine 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 percentile, right? Yeah, this is like the this is like the peak of human achievement, and yeah. yeah. So, like, what? So, so what's the fiftieth percentile? What's quote unquote the average person like for for comparison? Yeah. Um. And so, and, and so, with, with with you laying out your times, um, what I was a I was a an NCAA Division two athlete. Uh, my best four hundred. Uh, was forty six point nine seconds. I oh just got under forty seven. You were twenty which, seconds. You're twenty three seconds faster than me. Well, you just wait till we get to like some of the actual stuff here. Sorry, but yeah. So so yeah, I was I I I got under forty seven seconds, which, which was a really good time for me. Um, I ran the eight hundred, which is two laps. I did that in uh, one minute fifty seconds flat. Oh my god. I so I, I also ran the four hundred hurdles and, and, and I want to especially hit this point um, and that was the one race where I won my individual national championship and uh, I didn't run my fastest time uh, to win the national championship but my PR my personal record was fifty one point two seconds oh my god uh, which is one lap with ten hurdles that are three feet tall. Um, so not so, only do you have to run as fast as you can possibly fucking run, you got to jump right. three feet. Yeah, yeah, and 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 in the four hundred intermediate hurdles, it's a very rhythmic race mm-hmm. because the hurdles are set at regular intervals. You have to, you, you can only take a set number of steps in between to like make sure that you're uh, positioned properly to hurdle. So it's so it, it is. It's almost like a it's. It's like a rhythmic. You're you're sort of feeling your stride. You're 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 gauging the distance to the next hurdle and all that. Um, and then, uh, I, yeah, those are those were my kind of main events because because I ran a couple of two hundreds. I ran a couple of other things, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so yeah, uh, just a couple of highlights here that that I want to get into. So um, and I want to talk specifically about. Uh, the the uh, again the 400 meter hurdles because this this Olympics uh, Olympics 2020 that occurred in 2021 this was the year for the 400 hurdles uh, there were two new world records set in the men's and the women's um, uh, the women's uh, race was run what was won by an American her name is Sydney McLaughlin uh, and she ran 5146 for the 400 hurdles god which you'll note is only two tenths of a second faster than my best time 
Um, and I'm, I, because I always prided myself a little bit, like, well, yeah, whatever. I, you know, I, I was a college athlete, and but at least all of my times were faster than the women's world records. But that's probably not going to last very long. Um, <laughs> and and she's young. She's only like, what is she like, twenty two? She's like just getting started in her yeah. career. So 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 she's going to be a beast. Yeah yeah yeah. She's she's twenty two. Um, uh, so yeah, the next time around, she'll probably run faster than my PR. And then this is the this is the really crazy one. So the men's 400 meter hurdles, if in some parallel universe, I at my peak got inserted in, in, into this race, this this is this is just crazy. So the world record for the men's 400 meter hurdles, and you'll remember I ran 51.2, it was 46.78, which is which was also faster than my open 400 meter time. So the time that my fastest running one lap without any hurdles was still slower than the world record set by <laughs> Kevin Young, who's also an American. He would have beat me by two tenths of a second, and he was Fuck. the first man uh, to run fast to run that race faster than 47 seconds, uh, and that world record was set in 1992 and kind of like a similar thing with the four minute mile everybody was like oh man it's high oh, is 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 anyone gonna break this world record it's been around for almost 30 years uh this is mark this is re-fucking-diculous uh so the winner of the gold medal mm-hmm. and the new record the, the the new world record uh is a uh, Norwegian, his name is Karsten Warholm. Um, Karsten won the finals in 45-7. What? He, he ran, or no, so, sorry, 45-9. So he ran almost a full fucking second faster than the previous world record. That's unreal. So like, when you're oh, in like man. the 400 200 like world records get broken by like hundredths of seconds or maybe yeah. a tenth of a second this motherfucker beat it by almost a full second um and it and it's unreal and if that wasn't crazy enough if that weren't crazy enough the silver medalist the guy who took second is an american named rye benjamin he also broke the the previous world record in the final and uh you can get on YouTube and watch this race because um, it, it's still they, they, they still have a, a, a replay of it up. And 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 the third place, the bronze medalist also broke the pre. So the top three finishers all broke the previous world record. And uh, Rai gives an interview afterwards and he's and and of course he, he, he wants to win. Right. right. Like like he, he has that competitive edge. And he tells the the TV host, like, look, if you told me that I would beat the previous world record by more than a half a second and only get silver, like, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. That right there, you should, you should, you beat a world record, you win. That's it. Like, that's it. You're done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not and only so, are you done, but you're also banned from further competition because you're already right. Best. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's and me. So, that's, that's my own hot take. But yeah. Yeah, and and so even going in, uh, so so yeah, both Karsten and uh, Rye, 
they're they're both young dudes. They're they're just getting started in their careers. Uh, and and there are other track meets throughout the year. There there's like the Diamond League that does a whole bunch of stuff. I think they're even just finishing up the Prefontaine Classic, which is another track meet. So these two guys, hopefully, they'll they'll have a great uh, battle, all for for at least a couple more um, uh, years, if not even a couple more Olympiads. Also, shout out to uh, I, I guess uh, uh, in the men's shot put Ryan Krauser um, set a new Olympic record. So Mark, you said that your best throw was like twenty two feet something like, like that tops yeah tops something like that uh ryan krauser uh putted a 16 pound shot because because that's what they use 23 meters no it's what, what? so yeah it's... so so he launched a 16 pound uh metal metal ball 23 <laughs> 50.3 meters fucking what yeah this... it's it, it, it's crazy like, and uh what is it like 68 but, feet no it's it's uh is it over 70 it's gotta yeah, be something like that i think it well, is he, right well so and and he he also he also owns the world record which i believe he said at the trials i think he said it at the trials which is uh 23 uh 37 so just a couple centimeters more than what he did at the olympics and that is let me just look it up here no, not into kilometers, you silly. Yeah, that's. <laughs> he only uh, ran like point zero zero. He only threw up zero 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 kilometers. What a pussy. Yeah, so that's like seventy six feet eight inches, something like that. <sighs> Almost nine inches. Uh, seventy six feet. Yeah, and so there's he did an interview where uh, he was again talking to just some normie about like the physics of it, and like. Like you think about like like Newton's laws of motion, right? Like equal and opposite yeah. uh, forces, right? And to just think about like the strain on his muscles and his tendons and his fingers, even right? Like that would be the equivalent of having a shot put be fired at you from seventy six feet away, and then you have to catch it because that's the e that that's the equal and opposite reaction right and so he's telling this reporter from like i don't know like vox or the huffington post or whatever he's saying like yeah like if you tried like you were physically incapable of throwing the shot put as far as i can because it would it would literally crush your finger bones it would crush you, yeah. your fingers yeah if you tried to put the same amount of force your, your hands would just explode oh, um <laughs> So yeah, so so that was really that, that that was incredible. There's also something too, and I know we talked about like the equipment and all that too. Uh, there was something I was reading about how this running track was built. Um, something about the material actually made it so that the running events were slightly faster. Um, maybe maybe it was springier. I think that was it. It was maybe a little bit springier, which would lead to faster running times. But in something like the javelin. Uh, that actually does the opposite. For javelin, you want a really firm track surface so that you can torque and throw throw the javelin. So there, uh, I think there's like two or three German guys. Germans have a pretty good javelin uh, squad. Typically, they were going to try to get so so the 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 four minute mile equivalent for the javelin is 100 meters, which okay. is 330 some feet. Yeah. And I think I think the top throw. I think he was at like 98 
meters, something like that. Oh. So there, so there was also some talk about like if we might see a new javelin world record. It it, it didn't happen this time. But we didn't get over a, 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 a hundred meters, but still, that's crazy. That's crazy to throw a javelin because those weigh I think like two pounds, two and a half pounds, something like that. Yeah, to throw that three hundred thirty feet, it's unreal. It's unreal. That's fuck. Uh, yeah, it's so exactly. crazy, dude. Like. Yeah. But then imagine like seeing some Greek dude who thought he was hot shit, like seeing this yeah. guy was like, oh. oh, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, well, and, and uh, yeah, <laughs> well, and I, uh, I, I don't want to dwell too much longer. And, and, and again, uh, listeners, feel free to go look up the stuff and and find video clips. Like like watch watch the video clips of this. It's you can it, see this shit happening. Go watch it happen. It's cool. Like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Well, the and, and the other the only other ones that I'll just mention briefly is uh, there were a ton of Olympic and world records this time around, also in weightlifting. And weightlifting is also crazy fucking cool to watch. Um, and, and and yeah, through all of the weight divisions, uh, men and men and women. Uh, let's see here. What's the what's the biggest one? Let's see if I can. Okay, so the. Um, so for clean and jerk, which is picking a bar up from the ground to about shoulder level Mm -hmm. and then doing one more move and pressing it above your head, the world record, which was set by Lasha Talakadze, uh, from Georgia was 267 kilos. Oh my God. So that's like, isn't that like close to 600? pounds uh, I, I got a close converter to chart up here just a sec yeah let's see I'm, I'm also okay yeah so that's 584 584 pounds <laughs> that this guy picked up picked ah, up off the I. ground picked up off the ground and pushed above his head um the same guy <laughs> oh my yeah, god yeah he had a real good a quarter he had a real ton. good Olympics. nothing yeah, oh just, yeah it's nothing uh this same guy also set uh, the Olympic record, or excuse me, the world record. He sent the world record for the snatch, which is from the floor all the way above your head in one motion, mm-hmm. and that was two hundred twenty-three kilos. So, uh, still better than five hundred. Four hundred ninety. Yeah. Okay. Four, close. Four, four, yeah. Four hundred ninety. Yeah. So just about five hundred pounds. Oh, uh, which again is just unreal. It's unreal that you can. Yeah, you, you you were saying a quarter ton, just about a quarter ton above your head. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. And then, uh, let's see. And then for the women, let's see here. Looks like a bunch. Oh, okay. So the women uh, set a whole bunch of Olympic records uh, this time around. No world records, it looks like. Um, but just for comparison, let's see here. So uh, Li Wenwen from China did a snatch of 140 kilos which is uh, 308 pounds God. so that's all, all all the way from the floor up above her head and then for the clean and jerk her new Olympic record was 180 which is about 400 pounds 396 so it again just yeah Many there are there are many wonderful things, but none more wonderful than human. Oh man! Than 
men and women picking up heavy things. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, it's it, and again, I I know this this year around was really weird with all the COVID stuff, and they didn't have spectators, and 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 they did a good job with like the feed and all that with all the televised stuff. I kind of have it on my bucket list to make it to one summer Olympics and just be in that environment. Because that's the other thing, too, is it's like it's not only watching the stuff, but being around it, being there. So you can say like, yeah, I was there when this dude uh, picked up 600 pounds. Uh, I I saw that um, and was like screaming my head off with all the other people (laughs) close by. But yeah, crazy. So, so yeah, there's there's a bunch of swimming ones too. There's a bunch of um, uh, real, real quick. Like, give me give me the give me your favorite swimming one because I think swimming is really cool. And I'm gonna okay yeah give some of that stuff in so, just a minute here. So yeah, okay perfect. So it looks like there was one for for the men at least. There was one world record set in the 100 meter butterfly uh, by Caleb Dressel. He's an American, and he went 100 meters in 49 seconds point 45. And set on a world record. Jesus. Um, the women had a couple more world records, but a bunch of Olympic records set too. Uh, yeah, this Caleb Dressel guy, he he had a good outing. He, he had a good showing. Oh well, and and the four by one hundred medley relay. Uh, he and Ryan Murphy, Michael Andrew, and Zach Apple uh, did a four by one hundred meter medley relay in three minutes twenty six seconds point uh, seven six. And. Uh, and then yeah, women. Uh, uh, looks like mostly relays. There was a new women's two hundred meter breaststroke by Tatiana Schoenmacher out of South Africa, uh, two minutes eighteen seconds point ninety five. And then yeah, some relays. But um, but yeah, man, it's super cool. It's super super cool. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shit, I'm still hung up on. Fucking five hundred pounds over your head, like. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's unreal. Well, and, and and I know that I got to flex my track stuff. Maybe you should flex your lifting stuff. So yeah. my, so my, and granted, I I couldn't quite one rep max because I didn't want to like get injured and screw myself up in track season. But I think my squat max was something like three fifty. Um, I think my best bench was maybe like. 245 something like that because again i'm like i'm six foot four i'm 170 pounds or at least i was in my running career i was a yeah. tall skinny guy i had i was like five percent body fat and maybe like 10 percent muscle mass <laughs> lean muscle mass <clears throat> i was a tall skinny dude so so those are my numbers even as a collegiate athlete mark what are some of your lifting numbers um, so yeah, for fun, like, so yeah, I guess we're going to transition now from like Olympics to, I just want to talk about strongman anyway, just as like our, like, Oh yeah. Hell yeah. This. But just hell like literally yeah. how strong can people do or be, um, I was for a while there trying to entertain the idea that I was going to compete in a strongman challenge in the coming 2020 and then 2020 oh, yeah. happened and that fell apart. But at the time, right. um, so right now my <clears throat> personal bests are, what is it? I can do. I did a 400 squat. I don't like squat. It hurts my knees. And I know yeah. it's not the same, but to that end, I can do a 1,300-pound uh, leg press on a hip sled. Um, my deadlift max is 450. My clean and press is a staggering 75 pounds. 
<laughs> but my seated overhead press is 300. Which okay. I was fucking proud of that one. And yeah. And then yeah. um, I don't bench for personal best because I lift alone. And the idea of guillotining myself with the bar is horrifying. Yes. But yeah, I can consistently also... throw up about 300-ish pounds if I'm trying to be real big. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, it's do... like, I'll just I'll just max out on the 100-pound uh, dumbbells for like however many it takes me to get to 30. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you do bring up a, an important point too that, yeah, when you're talking about those, that, that type of weight, um, yeah, you do have to take a lot of precautions so that you don't, yeah, either guillotine yourself or just crumple your spine. So, uh, yeah, so, like so, yeah, literally that, shoot your spine as you're coming up on the deadlift. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then like, I've told you my stupid work exploits, like, I can lift a pallet. I can lift an eighty-pound pallet off the floor with one hand, which is kind of impressive because mm. it's you know three by three of eighty pounds, and it yeah. still freaks people out. And then um yeah, I can calf raise an insane amount of weight because my calves are bigger than your head. I bet. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I believe it. Yeah, but for once in my life, Josh, or not mm-hmm. in my life, for once in two wizards' life, I'm taking some ancient Greek shit. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, I even nice. yeah. So, starting off at the bottom. Now we're here. I just want mm-hmm. to touch very briefly on a dude named Milo of Croton, who oh, apparently yeah. was the greatest wrestler of all time. He lived in the 6th century, and at that time he won 10 Olympic wrestling titles. Well, and like that style of wrestling was a whole lot different than the one that we have today. You could, and I did, I, didn't he also win some Pancrantian stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that kind you of should... factored in, into it, because isn't that what they, I don't know, because isn't, isn't Pancraton, isn't that like actual Olympics or like actual old school Greek and then they kind of mixed it up because people are weird? I don't know. Yeah, so I, if, if I remember correctly, like they had things like boss, like boxing and then I think they had one form of wrestling. And then, yeah, there was Pancrantian, which was pretty much everything goes minus eye gouging and pulling on... Uh, someone's like balls yeah like those were the only two things so like people would like break bones and like bite you could bite people um and so so yeah it was it was like super brutal mma kind of stuff yeah um but so this dude was a badass apparent he was a fucking ox apparently he attributed his strength from his uh training diet and regimen and here's where it hangs me up and i don't believe anything that anybody says about anything (laughs) But so apparently, and this is daily, he would consume 20 pounds of meat, 40 pounds of bread, and 18 pints of wine. So a, a pint's a pound. He's drinking 18 pounds of wine. That caps out to him consuming 58 pounds of crap a day. That's... Y- now, maybe powerlifting... Maybe someone if you added watch an any, extra. like, powerlifting documentary or anything, like... Uh, a really good example is uh, uh, Eddie Strongman, all about Eddie Hull, the the strongman out of oh, yeah. Uh mm-hmm. And it shows him, like, going through his diet, and he's, like, buying, like, packages of, like, chicken and pork chops. Like, I'll eat this tonight. And it's, yeah. like, his, like, daily food bill is something like 180 bucks. It's like, well, yeah, if you're consuming yeah, 40 you gotta... million calories per day, then you're going to get thick, but... Yeah, well, and, and you need that, too. Like, like you're burning that, that much energy and you're trying to like build lean muscle mass yeah totally well and also just a quick correction oh. um so so for the pancratian 
there there were only two rules. I was right about the eye, the no eye gouging, um, but I mixed it up. It was biting that was not allowed. You couldn't bite, but you ah. totally could goose goose somebody. You could totally get up in his Johnson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, quick quick correction there. The guy's not good enough. Um, yeah. he allegedly could carry a four year old bull around the stadium at Olympia, and then he ate it. Now, according to uh, ag.nsu.edu, that would run him somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,200 pounds of animal. Even if you're getting 400 pounds of meat off that, I don't think he ate 400 pounds of animal, but I do not know. He was also a buddy of Pythagoras, and during a meeting of philosophers, he saved them from a collapsing roof by holding the pillar up while they all got out. And then he gently (laughs) set the pillar down, and he got out too. (laughs) I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then um, this comes from miloandthecalf.com. This is, this is him as an old man, and this is where it kind of makes me sad. Hmm. Um, so this is him when, he's, when he can no longer compete. Alas, he said, bursting into a flood of tears and stretching forth his arm. Alas, these muscles are now totally relaxed and impotent. And it makes me kind of sad. <laughs> I, I like the idea of a dude being so bummed out because he can't lift shit anymore. But then at yeah. the same well, time, this is like 6th century AD. So this dude's probably like, what, 30 years old? He's like, oh, my arms yeah. are so weary and limp. Oh. You know, like the first couple like strands of hair are starting to fall out of his head. And he's like, ah, oh, this is, a, I'm, 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 I'm ruined. Well, the, the, but then again, hill. to be fair, all right. So, so like I talked about running track at like a fairly decently high level. Mm-hmm. Um and when I tell people that, they'll ask me like, oh, well, do you keep running now? Do you like try and stay in shape? And I'm like, no, like I can't. Like I have to, I have to pick things that are specifically not running. Because if I, like if I were to go out on a track right now and try and try to run a 400 um, and like look at what garbage time. And in my mind, I still have that, you know, 46.9 in my head. So so yeah, like I was like, no, I'd, I'd be fucking garbage, and so I have to I have to do weird things. I have to do like racquetball or um, <laughs> just like something completely different that's still athletic and still gets me out and moving. Um, and and I had a really similar conversation with uh, uh, Matt Gersick, who was a, a thrower shot put guy. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was just talking with him one day, and he said like, oh yeah, like I like he would still lift, he'd still lift, but he's like, I haven't thrown. I haven't done anything like that just because I know that I'm way off my peak and I don't want to like feel humiliated that I'm not at my I'm not at the level where I was in my early 20s so so I can I can I can sympathize with a 30 year old Milo there because oh, yeah. I'm Absolutely. 34 and like ah oh god I'm a washed washed up piece of shit <laughs> so now you kids go on I'm just gonna stay here and age <laughs> Watch the hairs rocket out of my skull. Yeah. <laughs> Pew. <laughs> so moving on from Milo, let's get into something we can actually observe. We'll talk about a real strong man. This dude's a kind of a hero to me. If you watch Strongman in 1990 to 2000, you saw this dude, uh, Zavikis. Oh yeah, dude's a fucking this guy's, leg- this guy's legit. How 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 tall are you? Did you say I'm sorry? Like, I'm like six four, six five. All right, so homeboy's six foot three, and he weighs three hundred seventy five pounds. 
shit. He's he literally twice my weight. Literally yeah. twice your weight. Like, <laughs> me sitting on your shoulders is how much this guy weighs. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, his, his bench press record was 628 pounds. His deadlift was 900 pounds. Which is fucking insane. Like, I think my fucking yeah. little 450 deadlift is something special. It's, it's not. I, it's half of his thing. My, my best is his warm-up. Um, and then uh, my favorite record of his is he carried a 1,116-pound yoke, 35 feet. That's, oh, my God. Half a ton, he just walked 35 feet. <laughs> like. That's um, so wild. Yeah. Moving swiftly on from him, I just want to touch him. He's insane. The world's current, strong, current strongest woman is a woman named Donna Moore. She's out of um, England. She currently holds a world record of the Women's Castle Atlas Stone. That's where you pick up the stone off the ground and set it up on the pillar. Oh, right, right. Yeah, for 170 pounds. Or uh, kilograms, sorry. So that's kind of that's kind of cool, and she's she's a I don't know I like her she's kind of fun I w- I need to watch like current strongman stuff I haven't seen her but she's the current world's strongest woman, and then the current current world's strongest man is a dude named Tom Stoltman, he was born May thirtieth nineteen ninety four fucking do you feel old yet? Yeah oh god yeah Jesus um he's Scotland's first ever world's strongest man this dude broke my fucking head when I was reading his shit like I never get. I kind of got weirdly giggly with you when you were reading shit to me. And then last mm-hmm. night as I was researching, I got real giggly with this dude. So just, I'm going to rattle off <laughs> no, a couple like it does, it, it breaks your mind when you try to like correlate those contents. You're like, what? This is, this, this, is, yeah. this is silly. It's silly. Yeah, putting this shit together. Like, um, so th- th- these are his, I guess you just call these his personal bests. Mm-hmm. So um, he can, his personal best deadlift is 930 pounds twice. He can do a log press. That's the overhead, just standing military press. 474 mm-hmm. pounds. Uh, his squat is 761. <laughs> 761 pounds, Josh. <laughs> Again, like on his shoulders, on his spine, on his yeah. like knees, yeah. down and up. Down oh and up. God. And then this is where my fucking head exploded. I just told you about Donna Moore and her castle stone. Mm-hmm. His is 286 kilograms or 631 fucking pounds. <laughs> I like, I read that yesterday and I started laughing because my yeah, mind was trying to wrap around it. And then I kind of started crying a little bit because mm-hmm. I cannot imagine like that's, that's his like thing. That's his like, I guess that's his like go to event. And I'm okay, watching this okay. dude, and he drops down, pops up, and that's it. Just, it's insane. It's gross. Well, and and it's one thing, too, to do a, do a clean and jerk or do a squat with an Olympic bar, with plates and all, you, you know, not like super specialized equipment, but like kind of, you know, like you can put your hands around it. It's got like the knurling and all that. Yeah. And, and this is literally a sphere. It's 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 one of the like it's it's a thing that doesn't have any grips or anything like you just have to pick up a ball that weighs six hundred thirty. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just. Oh my god! Yeah. So, just a just a real real quick cut in. Um, yeah. 
So my freshman year running on the college team, our throws coach um, was this guy named Derek Woodski. And uh, he was the Canadian national record holder in the hammer throw. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and and like similar, similar kind of thing. He was he was probably like six two, six three. You, I think he said he was down from his performance weights, but still maybe like two eighty, two ninety, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just crazy fucking strong Canadian guy, and uh, and it's not like though it's not like track and field throws and strongman completely overlap, but there's a lot of it. Like they're always looking at like maximizing strength and training and all that. And so, yeah, like he would, I think um, like, like the big name in strongman competition um, when I was in college was uh, this Polish guy, Marius Pujanowski. Yep. And Derek Woodsky was like, oh yeah. He was fucking colossal. Yeah. And he was all, and, and here's goddamn Derek Woodsky. Like, oh yeah, I totally like party with that guy. He goes wild. He's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, again, it's just, ah, it's so cool. So cool. (laughs) And so lest you think I've just horned up for strong men, I've got, I've got one more thing. Just one more little snippet here. All these dudes are talking about titans of men, right? Even you, Mm -hmm. even yourself standing at a regal six foot four, six foot five. Mm -hmm. While as I am at a little piddly Grecian five foot eight. There was dynamite sometimes comes in small packages in the form of you know him, you love him. If you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you saw this dude on fucking everything, especially daily infomercials. Jack LaLanne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was this insane little dude who was all about fitness and everything. Fucking 2000s kids don't know. He was born in um, uh, 1936, and then he died in 2011. But just really quick, I don't want to get too far into him, but I'm just going to rattle off some of the weird shit that Jack LaLanne did in the, like, look at how fucking fit I am. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, the first one in 1954, at the age of 40, he swam the entire 8,981 foot span of the Golden Gate Bridge underwater with 140 pounds of scuba gear on his back. That was a world record. At age 41 in 1955, he swam from Alcatraz to Fisherman's Wharf uh, while handcuffed. (laughs) What? Okay. Okay. Right. (laughs) Uh, in 1956, at 42, he set what was claimed to be a world record of 1,033 push-ups in 23 minutes. Uh, in 57, at the age of 43, he swam the Golden Gate Channel while towing a 2,500-pound cabin cruiser. <laughs> and during during the course of the swim, he got pulled out by currents. The cur- swim was only supposed to be a mile. He swam for 6.5 miles towing this fucking ship. Boat. Whatever you want to call it. In 1959, at the age of 45, he did 1,000 push-ups and 1,000 chin-ups in an hour and 22 minutes to promote his his TV show, The Jack LaLanne Show. It, it got its nationwide um, debut. I... Oh, my God. He said it was the most difficult stunt he'd ever performed because the skin on his hands was whipping off during the chin-ups. But he well, couldn't yeah, stop no. because he did not want to be seen as a failure. Oh, my God. This. In 1974, at the age of 60, he swam from, Fisher, or from Alcatraz Island to Fisherman's Wharf again. But this time he was handcuffed and also he was tied to a 1,000-pound boat. <laughs> Drug it across. 
1975, at the age of 61, uh, he swam across the entire length of the Golden Gate, Golden Gate Bridge again, underwater and handcuffed, and this time, he towed another fucking thousand pound boat. This, oh my god. I know. Like, is he like part tugboat or something? I honestly like, think he is. <laughs> Um, in 1979, at 65, he towed 65 boats in Lake Ashinoko near Tokyo, Japan. He was handcuffed and shackled, and the boats were filled with 6,500 pounds total. This is total, not each. Okay. Six, still, three and a half tons of wood pulp. At 1980, at the age of 66, he towed 10 boats from North Miami, Florida, carrying 77 people for 1.6 miles in less than an hour. He swam this. He's swimming this shit, Josh. And then finally, 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 at the age of 70, in 1984, he towed 70 rowboats. Each one of them were holding several guests from Queensway Bridge to the Long Beach Harbor to the Queen Mary, which it stretches one mile. Jack LaLanne is fucking nuts. He's stronger than you. He's stronger than me. If he wasn't dead, he'd still be fucking swimming underneath the goddamn Golden Gate Bridge without breathing. Like, I just, like, you know how sometimes when you ask, like, a little kid what they want to be when they grow up, and they say something weird like, I want to be a fire truck. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm almost positive that someone asked Jack Lillane when he was younger, Jack, what do you want to be when, he, when you grow up? And he says, a tugboat. And they all laugh, and they go back to their cocktails or whatever, and, like, then, like, his little, like, three-year-old eyebrows just furrow. Be like, all right, motherfuckers, it's on. And he's like... <laughs> already, already the buffest eyebrows of any three-year-old, of any man, yeah. really, to have ever existed or ever come again after him. Like, yeah. Little fucking no, he five probably, foot six Jack LaLanne. Like, Jesus Christ. He, he, he probably set a world record swimming the Golden Gate Channel using only his eyebrows. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's in the history books <laughs> in the Guinness Book of World Records somewhere. He's doing the butterfly by, like, flapping his yeah. eyelashes aggressively. He's aggressively Eskimo kissing the water. Yeah, or yeah. Or butterfly kissing the water. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard of the butterfly stroke. What about the butterfly kiss stroke? And he's just going... <laughs> like that, and he's going through the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man. This is... Oh, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how or even if we can top that so so we we should probably we should probably find a place to like land, land this episode. yeah because i'm just holy shit like i just oh man so so yes i think also truly like speaking going back once more to our ode to man and all the all the incredible things positive and negative sometimes to evil sometimes to good sometimes to just melt your brain like that's something innate and inherent to us. Like, yeah. e like every culture, every culture throughout time has some, some sort of game, has some sort of competition, has some sort of idea of like pushing our limits and what we can do and achieving something that no one has achieved before. Um, and yeah, like I, I know this last year again, not to like keep, keep, playing the same old tune but this last year was really tough for a lot of people yeah. and 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 i and, and i think a lot of us are so desperate and, and maybe this is also kind of riding off the olympics 
but a lot of us are so desperate to like, okay, but we, we, we need to do something better and something different and something new and something aspiring and inspirational that's going to get us out of this funk. And, and, uh, and, and yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to, to be here for that. Like, like, well, we even talked about, we, we even kind of talked about like, well, what are some also like Paula Tadena sciencey stuff? And we, we landed, you know, like one more, not only did we land one more robot on Mars, but we landed a, a, a little helicopter. We're doing, yeah. we're, we're doing flight. We're, we're flying things on other planets. Like that's, that's a whole other thing. It's insane. This could be this could be Paula Tadena uh, part two, where it's like just all the sciencey stuff that's that that's going on. Yeah. And again, sometimes for good, sometimes for maybe not so good. But well, um, I do want to wrap up there. I want to wrap up with the not for good stuff because we have talked okay. a lot about human achievement and all the good. And I got a little mm. dark with dams and stuff. But do you have any like particular sciencey stuff you want to focus on that's cool or not or? Well, I I just was gonna yeah like I was gonna mention the Perseverance rover mm-hmm. uh, and its little its its little drone its little copter that's I think it's on its twelfth flight right now or maybe just finished its twelfth flight. Oh wow! And it's like and well and like granted like maybe the first four were just little test flights like okay let's like hover one foot off the ground and then land. And, and, and that was flight number one. And then flight number two was like, okay, let's hover like six feet off the ground and then back down. And then three was like, let's let's go up and uh, uh, go like 20 feet one direction and then 20 feet back to original starting pot. And, 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 and at the same time, the rover is kind of positioning its cameras to, to document this whole thing. And so, yeah, now it's on its, I want to say it's 12th or 13th flight. Somebody, and it's going like a quarter of a mile. It's like doing reconnaissance ahead of the rover where it's like oh this place looks interesting maybe we'll guide the rover over this way here um i mean that that's cool as shit um at some point coming up really soon is the uh james webb space telescope uh that is like hubble on steroids i think that's going to be launching either sometime this year or maybe it got pushed back to next year um that's that's going on too uh there's always breakthroughs in like medicine and health technology and mm-hmm. um uh they're they're 3d printing organs so instead of waiting around to get a heart for your heart transplant probably someday soon you just uh, give them a sample of your blood or like a little biopsy of some muscle tissue and then boom there's your 3d printed heart that is guaranteed to match uh the rest of your organs so your body won't reject it and uh, yeah it, it that would also be just on and on and on about crazy cool slash good stuff yeah it's I think it's funny though too. We're at a point. Remember those old anti-piracy commercials of you wouldn't download a car. We can fucking <laughs> download and three D print a car if you got a big enough printer. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> well, and I've seen cool stuff with um, um, housing too. Like, oh yeah. Places that uh, maybe don't have very secure or stable housing. Like no, like here's here's just a we can we can three D print using concrete, 
and like lay in the conduits for like uh, electricity and plumbing and wiring and all that. Um, we think maybe for like moon bases or potentially even Mars bases um, using the regolith, the, the kind of soil there. Scientists are experimenting like, well, can we turn this into like a concrete thing and like send some uh, robots out there and 3D print a base for the astronauts to, to actually use? It's it, it's it's just crazy. It's just it's crazy. insane. Like it is. Yeah, it's wild. So wrapping up, let's touch on I think I want to say this might be the worst of humanity right here with this little segment. Mm. Um. And I just want to take I want to take a quick pause. I just want to talk about uh, nuclear weapons, just really quick. Nuclear power yeah. in of itself, I think it's fascinating. I honestly think it might be the thing that saves the world if we stop being so afraid of it. But just real quick, I just I'm gonna drop into this. Number one, I like it because, and I can't think of the dude's name, but he said it was the it was the Greek philosopher that said that everything was made up of atoms. It's like the smallest you can get, and that's as small as you can oh. get. You can't, I can't think of the dude's name. It's P something. I want to yeah, say yeah and I that was his like idea he was the head. first one to kind of pause that idea that no no we're made of these little tiny 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 things right mm-hmm. and i would love to know how a greek would take like just not just going to a nuclear like all of this stuff notwithstanding because you know we've kind of been joking about like yeah what's that dude gonna do watching that guy through watching those germans so those javelins you know 100 whatever feet like you know i'd flip shit I really want to know what they would do, like, just walking through a, a power plant, number one, but then, like, to actually see the detonation of a nuclear bomb, you know? This idea yeah, that you, can, you would... can't split this any further. You, you can't, and it's like, well, no, we did, and this is what happened. You you become God, yeah. essentially. Right, um, yeah. Yeah. So you, Josh, me, Mark, we produce about uh, 100 watts of energy per hour, or about 350-ish joules of energy. So joules are how we're going to break this down. Um, one joule is about one watt, if I'm doing this right. So the first test of a nuclear device produced eight, 84 uh, 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 tetrajoules, which is an insane amount, or it detonated with a force of uh, 20,000 tons of TNT. That's insane. That, um, yeah. The, the, the first, we, okay, so we as a species have nuclear bombed, had purposely uh, detonated nuclear devices twice. Uh, it ended World War II. We all know it, the bombing of uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Those bombs uh, detonated with the force of 15 kilotons of TNT. It killed about 200,000 people. And that, at that point, was the strongest that humans had ever been, the most terrible we'd ever been. And that was the smallest we ever were. And then we fucking doubled down. The next evolution was thermonuclear devices. Uh, we as America detonated three of them, and each of those detonated 100 uh, uh, petajoules, and one of those equals 1,015 joules. Yeah. We're gonna get into some really fucky weird math here. Like, okay, all right, let's yeah. do it. So just kind of bear with me, yeah. And then the biggest thing that humans have ever, 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 and hopefully ever, ever will ever detonate ever again was the thing called the Tsar Bomba. Oh, right, yes. You yes. probably heard about this. It's super famous, but I think it's insane, and it bears repeating. Number one, fuck the Russians. We said at the top of the episode, I'm saying it at the closeout. <laughs> yeah. Russians Tadeno. Like, it's horrifying. <laughs> um, yeah. It weighed 60,000 pounds. And oh its energy yield was 240 petajoules. 
That's so wild. That's that so is wild. so ins- it's it's insane. The mushroom cloud could be seen from a hundred miles away, and like again to go back to Fallout. You know the the vault guy's got his thumb sticking up. Oh yeah, yeah. Do Do you know why, Josh? Oh, there's a. Oh, I think you've told me this before, but I'm totally spacing out on it. So if you right now you look out your window, you hear a big sound, you see a bright flash and you look and there's a mushroom cloud and you put your thumb up in the position. If your thumb covers up the mushroom cloud, you are safe from the fallout and the radiation. It's not going to get to you. Right. Okay. Okay. So this mushroom cloud could be seen from 100 miles away. You would need to be 100 miles away to get your thumb up to look at it to go, all right, I'm good. The crew that detonated it got 45 kilometers away before that was their, like, minimum safe distance to just avoid, like, the initial, like, heat rapture. And even at that point, the crew had only a 50% survival chance. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. The final mushroom cloud was 40 miles high. Just also, so if, if if the mushroom cloud is forty miles high, the Carmen line, which is hypothetically where the atmosphere ends and space begins, is one hundred miles. Yeah. So this this, this went forty percent the way to space. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fireball could have engulfed the plane, but the initial shockwave of the bomb was so fast and so uh, violent that it sucked the fireball back into itself. So already that's good. That, that's kind of cool. That's something fun. Mm-hmm, and a Russia mm-hmm. camera. It's not fun. It's fucking awful. They they fucking <laughs> they essentially they bombed the stratosphere with this thing. Yeah. Jesus. Oh my god. Um, the base of the detonation was twenty five miles wide. That's just so. Oh my god. And then according to a Russian cameraman who was there, the clouds beneath the aircraft and the distance were lit up by a powerful flash. The sea of light spread under the hatch, and even the clouds began to glow and became transparent. At that moment, our aircraft emerged between two cloud layers, and down below a gap, a huge bright orange ball was emerging. The ball was powerful and arrogant like Jupiter. Slowly and silently, it crept upwards. Having broken through the thick layer of clouds, it kept growing. It seemed to suck the whole Earth into it. The spectacle was fantastic, unreal, and supernatural. The blast... So the... The... The blast... Mm-hmm. Looped around the planet three times over 36 hours. Or no, sorry, sorry. It lapped the planet three times. The first time around, it took 36 hours and 27 minutes. The seismic implication of it blew through the Earth three times. The atmospheric pressure was so great that they felt it in New Zealand. Mind you, this is in Russia. This is northern Russia. Right, yeah. Uh, glass glass windows in the village on a village in Dixon Island that was 480 miles away shattered from the sh- from the explosion. The sound generated we reached this island but there were no reported damages to structure. So that's that's kind of cool. Mhm. Mhm. And then the uh, ionized radiation cloud could be uh, was interrupting radio communications for hundreds of kilometers for about 40 minutes after the fact. There was so much fucking background radiation that radio didn't work. That's uh, it's insane. That, it's terrible. Like this, this is, is like, and that, that's all I got. That's all I got for bombs. I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it, but like, right. That is like the apex of the worst of man that we can possibly achieve. Yeah, man. 
yeah, I just, I just can't. And, and fucking many and wondrous are the works of man. Like God, right? Oh. And and it is that thing too. Once you start to get to like certain realms of numbers, it, it, it is hard to wrap your mind around. But just yeah, we we did that. We did that's that. That's something shit. that that's something that we did, and that was because that was like nineteen. 1950. Yeah. 1950. Yeah. What could we do now? Like, if we really wanted to, if if there wasn't the whole, like, mutually assured des- destruction, if there was still, like, kind of an arms race, or just hell, out of curiosity. Like, if we just put, like, what's the biggest bomb we could make? Yeah. What would that be? Uh, that's what happens when we boy. find endemic rape Martians? Well, let's... Yeah. <laughs> It's our Bomba Part 2, baby. <laughs> Electric Bombaloo. <laughs> Electric Bombaloo. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh man. But that's, boy. Man, fucking Ode to Man. 50, Ode to Man. A, a year later, however many episodes, 54, 56, I think we yeah, have 50, 54, whatever. 56, like, whatever it is. Oh, God, this, there it is. We done it. We Two Wizards, we've done we've it. Done Josh, it. what's your best moment of this? What's your worst moment? Like, Oh, man, best moment? I... I Again, like I hate to be trite or contrived or whatever, but there are there's just so many there's just so many so many good yeah I I really I liked our cinema series I know it wasn't maybe our like most downloaded episode but but I got a kick out of it I could see us doing something like that we're gonna have a week when we're both too busy to do anything so we just watch a movie and talk about it we just watch a movie yeah yeah so I mean that was a lot of fun doing. Doing the Halloween challenge, and that's that's also going to be around the corner. We're going to have to uh, uh, come up with with a with a new Halloween challenge of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, even just I well, this is even something that, uh, and and maybe this is also kind of behind the curtains, but behind the scenes, we've we've talked about just how nice it is to have something like cool. I I I get to talk with my friend Mark for a couple hours and just geek out and laugh and uh, have something good to drink. Yeah. And, and then also share that with people. Like we we're sharing that with people and, and it's something that I, that I continue to look forward to and uh, just, just having, just having fun and learning new things and talking about stuff and learning uh, an amazing amount of stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, I would I'm, never have learned about the Kushtaka if it wasn't for this, you know, like right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would never have learned to be afraid of mushrooms if it wasn't for this podcast, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, and oh. even even seeing us grow, because uh, I I I I've I've listened to some of our earlier episodes, not not downloaded them to inflate our numbers, but I've gone back and listened to just our raw cut recordings. And yeah, I'm super nervous and talking really fast, and we keep kind of talking over each other. But but we're we're settling it in and we're figuring it out. And I'm I'm looking forward to our next milestone because I I think this is a lot of fun and people are responding. We've been getting some some hits on social media. People have been getting in touch with us, and uh, yeah. and yeah, we'll just we'll just see where we go next. We'll just keep we'll, it up. Yeah. Yeah. What what are some of your uh, uh, highlights, lowlights? What are you thinking? Oh, man, highlight. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think between our cryptid cabinet and Teddy Roosevelt yes. versus cryptid, I think those are like 
those I are really solid. think those are solid contenders for like two of my favorite episodes. Um, I, I I love I will forever love when we were like trying to be fucking cute and clever and like yeah we can fucking be two hobbits and like we'll hold this accent and literally like you can hear it in the recording three minutes it just it explodes like <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work we have to stop like you drink beer and I smoke weed and we're better and like yeah and we're back that to was our so normal. good and we're just that was great um. I, I am really, really oddly proud of that whole Two Hobbits arc. Um, I'm proud of all of it, though. It the arc. only one I still hate, I'll hate it till I die, is that fucking Thanksgiving episode where I'm just so fucking drunk. And again, <laughs> I feel bad about it. I feel bad about it every time we talk about it. I feel bad about it every time I listen to it. But, like, even then, mm-hmm. even then, with that fucking I'll make a man out of you about fucking produce. Like, <laughs> we're funny, Josh. We're funny. We're good. We're, we're tight, you and we're I. Seen. We have solid fucking chemistry. Like, it's... And that's the other half of it is, like, as, as I'm editing, like, because mm-hmm. essentially, like, and not to pull back too much, I'm not bitching, don't get me wrong here, your job is done as soon as you send me whatever you want to fucking send, whatever you're going to send me. And then, like, my job keeps going until I finish editing, and it's about, I'd say it's about three minutes of edit time to get a minute of rendered audio or whatever, just, just give or take mm-hmm. or whatever. So I hear us for about eight hours after the fact anyway. <laughs> And even then, even listening to us, and then after that, I'll listen to it, like, two or three more times, like, clean it up, make sure everything's solid, like, mm-hmm. and even then, I still fucking love to listen to it. I love yeah. what we're doing. Like, I love the weird magic behind it, like, fucking, dude, this entire, like, last, pretty much the, the year up until about three weeks ago, we were sort of oddly uh, predicting the news cycle. Like that was also we would yeah, talk that was about something and weird. then like it would drop off or it, or it would just you know blow. It, it would it would it would reemerge in like the the world's or I guess in the cultural zeitgeist. Like, and it was crazy. We we're just doing we we're pre planning it. Like we don't have fucking yeah. connection to news agencies or anything, but but we were and we did. And even today, even today with like we broke a thousand downloads on our birthday. You know, like. Yeah, There's something it, so poetic and magical about that that I just can't get into it, and I'm going to get weird, so I'm going to stop. But yeah, no, 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 I but, love it, even at the worst of our moments. Like, mm-hmm. It's been great. It's been fun. I love stealing yeah. music and hoping that no one will ever find out that I'm stealing it. <laughs> I hope the fucking, like, I, I hope whatever Sharon Osbourne doesn't sue the fuck out of me for the 30 seconds of the wizard <laughs> sound that we take, and I'm sure they won't, but you know, like, fuck, dude, I... Honestly, every moment of this has been has been fantastic. Yeah, it it's it, it's always been enjoyable. Like we've said, there there has not been once that either of us are like, oh fuck, I gotta go record now. No, like I base a lot of my week around it. It yeah. it, it 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 helped give me some structure and some sanity through the madness that was last year. And and it's just gonna get better, man. We're gonna, gonna read more Lovecraft. We're gonna get weird and wild. We're gonna get ooky spooky. We're gonna do more cryptid stuff. And, and in fact, even now, like I think, I think we already have next week planned out with a with a banger uh, with <laughs> with, with, uh, with cryptids. And so and so, yeah. I think everybody, uh, tell tell us, let us know what have been your favorite moments from this last year. What have been moments where it's like, oh god, I hope they don't do a, another episode on, I, I don't know, whatever. Jesus Christ, they did another yokai? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so please, let us know. Uh, reach out to us. You can send us an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. 
You can find me, Josh, on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. And you can find Mark on Twitter at Mark the Stardust. And, uh, and, and yeah, and I think we are too. I think, um, I think we're going to maybe expand a little bit out more. Maybe try a couple of other social media presences. I know Instagram didn't work out, but that's okay because Instagram's for not our demographic. That's it's for- also kind of on me because I don't understand what social media... Even that, that was like my other favorite part was when like I would like put up that initial episode tweet or whatever and then mm-hmm. you would like retweet it but like yours would be so much better like alright Josh you're doing these from now on like you're just better at writing copy than I am that's all there is to it like I, I, I guess so I guess so but but, but yeah we're, we're, we're gonna experiment with, with, with some different things uh, no no like hard promises but uh, yeah I guess just look for not only new episodes for another year but also new ways to connect or get in touch or to show that to, to show to the world that you are one of those 1,000 uh, downloads of ours. Let us know. Oh, yeah. Just say hi. Just come say hi. So, we so, found out today apparently like we're on Apple Podcasts, but no one knows we're on there. We're on Apple Podcasts, guys. Leave it. We've never done this yeah. before, so I'm going to do it now. Fucking year into it. I guess go to the Apple Podcasts and like and review or whatever they do because that's how Apple measures their metrics. And it's fine, but... You know, man, I, I said it before, for a grassroots deal that you and I just kind of started doing nothing away from kind of only spread by word of mouth and limited Twitter engagements, we're fucking crushing it, dude. I'm- we are absolutely crushing it. And I'm excited to see what sort of next magical barrier we, we, can, we can transcend. We can work through. And I, and, and, and I guess on that note... Uh, Oatman, Paula Tadena, uh, Podcast Tadena. Uh, <laughs> what is it, Duo Magis Tadena, right? Am I doing that right? Oh, yeah. 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 Duo Magoi Tadena. Magoi. There Magoi. Yeah. Tadena. Uh, yeah. And I am one of those. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm a wizard. And I'm Mark, and I'm a wizard. Thank you for joining us this far. We hope you'll join us in the future, and we also hope you stay horned up for our mayhem. Bam, bam. Take care, everybody. Bam, bam. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!